Week 17 of the NBA 2021-22 season was trade week, and it was a busy one. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review, Trade Edition. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. A follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Cash it. Today's sports, post-game reports, debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming soon on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news, like we're in the stands. Creative news from the average fans. This is the show where we go coast to coast to talk to fans of the teams that made the biggest trades. Tonight, I'm excited to talk to Jack. He runs a very good LA Clippers Twitter account. JP to talk New Orleans Pelicans. Tom to talk Sacramento Kings. Akeem Evans to talk Philadelphia 76ers. And Brandon Wynn to talk Washington Wizards. Also be joined from time to time by Steve Priscillo and Isaac Edelman of our partner site, FL Teams, as we break down one of the wildest NBA trade seasons ever. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 and sponsor of Run It Back NBA Week in Review. We're going to drop the pin in Los Angeles and bring in. Jack. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Jack. I'm excited to talk Los Angeles Clippers basketball. Um, I started all this after a a love of writing, uh, covering the Clippers for Bleach Report a few years back. Um, And it's always, you know, we talked a little bit about the Clippers and and how they changed, you know, the mentality, the, the, the mindset of what the franchise was into what it is today. Uh, they made their trade a little earlier uh, than the others that we talked about. They traded uh, for Norman Powell, Robert Covington, um, for Justice Winslow, uh, Eric Bledsoe, Keon Johnson, and a second-round pick. Um, they also moved uh, a surge for a couple of players that I initially didn't think uh, were going to see any time with the Clippers. Now they might. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to Jack about that. Jack, welcome. Um, sorry we're getting started a little bit late, but I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to talk Clippers basketball with you. What do you like about this trade for LA? Yeah, no worries. I'm happy to be on. Thanks. Thanks for letting me come on. And I really like the trade because Norman Powell is still under contract for a few more years, right. and he's not making a whole lot of money. He's a, he's a really talented player. And so it's not like you know he's on contract for like a year, two years, um, like uh, Robert Covington, he's going to be a free agent in the summer, so I'm not sure what the Clippers will do. He's been playing well, so we may still re-sign mm-hmm. him. But Norman Powell's on contract for the next few years, so he'll still be with Kawhi and PG. 
um, under contract. And he's been playing well so far. When the trade happened, you know, most Clipper fans were really, really excited about it. But at the end of the day, you still got to see them play. It's like an idea is great, but you got to actually see it on the court. And so far, Norman Powell has been great on the court. His debut game against uh, the Bucks, he had 28 points. So I'm just really excited for Kawhi and PG to come back to, to pair with him. Obviously, they're both hurt right now. So it's it's not like we're really championship contenders without them, as there are superstars. But he's been playing great. It's it's going to be great because he's a great driver, athletic finisher, which the Clippers have been lacking. Um, and he's also a great three-point shooter. And that's a great fit around Kawhi and PG. We saw it in the right. playoffs last year that they, they're great with shooters around them. But I think the Clippers also noticed, the front office notices that, oh, you know, we're kind of lacking that guy who can get to the rim with ease. So he could really be like our third best player on the team in the coming years. He's, he's really talented. He won the championship with Kawhi in Toronto. So Clipper fans are really excited for him. And then, of course, Rocco, a great wing, can play the small ball five, can shoot, defend, finish around the rim. He can rebound. So we'll see what the Clippers do with that this summer. They got some pieces that can move around. So, but yeah. Like I said, I feel like this is definitely a, a next year move and Norman Powell is the focus with this trade. You know, it's funny watching Eric Bledsoe play. You know, he started out with the Clippers and he moved and then he came back. And, and, and the player he became is second go around with the Clippers. I saw him attack the basket a lot. And he's mm-hmm. I mean, he's a strong dude, but he would he would go in with abandon. He'd make these crazy layups. Uh, and, and I really like that style of play. From him, the thing is, Eric Bledsoe. I think I'm taller than Eric Bledsoe. No offense, Eric Bledsoe. He's <laughs> in the NBA. I'm not. Um, but then I saw Norman Powell, and he does the same kind of thing. You mentioned it. He attacks the rim. He went into Giannis's body twice yeah. and got laughs. You don't do that on on Atenakumbo. I did not expect that. I thought Norman Powell was was really just a shooter. He's so much more than that. Um, I, I, I'm concerned a little bit about, and and listen, it's a minor little bit, uh, about Justice Winslow. Uh, I thought he was coming into his own after a really rough start with with the Clippers. He was a key component. You know, we talk about the Clippers with their 20-point comebacks, 10-point comebacks, 30-point comebacks. Justice Winslow had a lot to do with all of them. He Mm -hmm. was such a good player. He never made mistakes. Not a shooter, admittedly, but he was just a really smart basketball player. Um, and, and he's the kind of player I see in every championship team. Every championship team has a player like that. Alex Caruso cut Michael Cooper going back yeah. to the eighties, uh, justice Winslow. I think that's, you know, kind of, they're all different players, but I'm talking gritty guys who just don't make mistakes. Uh, I mean, it's not fair. Cause I, I, I do think personally, I, I want your opinion, obviously if the Clippers won the trade, but losing justice Winslow, I think is going to hurt a little bit. What do you think about that? Yeah, it sucks to see Justice go. Like you said, he had he had literally just been coming into his own. You know, he found some minutes with all the guys out. He was helping with a lot of the comebacks. And Blazers fans already love him. They were tweeting tonight, <laughs> right. they love it. And yeah. he, he helped them beat uh, LeBron and the Lakers the other night. So, yeah, I'm going to miss him yeah. for sure and Bledsoe. But, yeah, like you said, I think it does come down to just Bledsoe and Winslow's inconsistent shooting and not really being able to shoot the ball. I feel like the Clippers were like, they're great. They're they're good to have, good guys. But with Kawhi and PG next year, we just we really want you know guys that that we can trust from the three point line. So I feel like that was a big part of it. He's obviously Winslow is a great driver, defender. Uh, yeah. He can pass it really well. So yeah, I am. It's gonna suck to see him go. I'm gonna miss the Winslow words of win- wisdom every morning. He posts uh he posts some cool quotes on his story. So I'm gonna miss that oh. too. Yeah, it does suck to see him go. 
I miss it. I didn't even know about that. So shoot. No, yeah, they're great. They're, they're, sometimes I'll look at them and be like, oh, this is, I'm going to keep that in mind today whenever, <laughs> whenever you post them. Outstanding. You know, I, I wrote about the, you know, the anatomy of the trade. We did a series of articles on the peach basket. I wrote about this Clippers trade. And, and the first thing that really stuck out to me, and you, you started with this, uh, is Norman Powell signed for, for four years. Mm-hmm. He will be at the Inuit Dome with Kawhi, with PG, um, you know, barring any trade or injury, you know, hopefully he, he should be there. His contract goes beyond, you know, when, when we tip off into a dome, I think in 24, 25, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and that, that's pretty exciting. Like you said, oftentimes these trades, you get somebody with an expiring contract, somebody that you've got a court mm-hmm. next year. That's not the case. Uh, Norman Powell is here for a while and yeah, he, he's looked really good. Let, let's talk a little bit about the other trade, um, which I alluded to, but I didn't really go into detail. A Serge Ibaka to the Bucks, uh, four-team trade that netted the Clippers, Rodney Hood, and a semi-Ogilet, who I really liked when he was with the Celtics. When I heard about the trade, number one, I was really happy for Serge. Um, I think he's going to have a great opportunity to chase a ring uh, in Milwaukee. Uh, I felt bad for his time in L.A. because you know, he was hurt. He didn't get to be who he was. He wasn't in spots, but he just wasn't. Hartenstein has come up and, and just been phenomenal. I call him Hustlestein. Uh, <laughs> he's just fun to watch. So yeah, I, this trade made a lot of sense. I did not think Rodney Hood and, and Ojale were long for the Clippers, but now it, it looks like you know they're going to get some playing time. What do you think about that trade? What do you think about Serge's time with the Clippers? Yeah, I feel like this one Clipper fans weren't as ecstatic about as the as a Norman Powell trade. Um, uh, Rodney Hood and Sammy Ojale, they'll also be free agents in the summer. So again, not too sure what the Clippers will do with them come summertime, but we'll see. Yeah. Rodney Hood, you know, he has, he had a good stint with Portland and then with the Bucks, he was, you know, all right. And then Sammy Ojale wasn't doing too great with the Bucks, but Hey, Ty Lue's a mastermind. When he gets these guys that teams right. maybe can't really find, like he'll figure out a role for them, figure out where to play them. And of course, with the injuries the Clippers have, they'll definitely find some minutes and yeah, we saved some money on the deal. Uh, right. We get off Ibaka's contract, which would end after this year. And it does suck because Ibaka was that big signing uh, after the bubble that was like going to be our stretch big who could defend yeah. the rim. But I feel like a big part of it after he got injured, it, it was really, yeah, he couldn't find, you know, he couldn't really find his game back. It's hard to find minutes, hard, hard for him to get it, especially with Hardenstein playing so well. And then also a big part of it was Nico Batum just being a great small ball five for us. I feel like the Clippers right. thought, oh, Ibaka is going to be that. But then, Nico Batum was just amazing in the playoffs as a small ball five who can, he can shoot right. three, he can defend wings, defend the rim. So they saw that and they were like, yeah, we just, you know, Ibaka, it's kind of hard for you to find a role with this team now. And yeah, especially with Hardenstein playing really well. So yeah, I like it. Save some money, get us a couple extra wings that could, that can maybe find a spot on the team. So yeah, I think it was an, another good move. Yeah. You know, I got to say, you know, I, I, you know, I was touting uh, Justice Winslow, and that's the kind of player you see in championship teams. Nico is that kind of player too, right? Nico's a oh, guy, you trust him to make the oh, right yeah. shot, to make the right play. He does not make mistakes. Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's been so good. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun watching him. Let me ask you just kind of a broad question then, you know, about either one of these trades. Obviously, there's a lot to like. Is there anything you don't like? about this trade either one uh the one that mm-hmm. brought in powell and covington or the one that sent surge back yeah the ibaka one i was i was wondering maybe if we could have could have somehow snagged a backup point guard with with ibaka of course 
you know, teams kind of saw he wasn't the same self and it is an expiring deal. But I was thinking maybe we could get a bit more value because we do have a bunch of wings now. So that we kind of got to find a spot for. So I was kind of hoping maybe we could get a pick out of it or I mean, not a pick, a backup point guard out of it after we had traded Bledsoe. But I think we'll see what will happen in the buyout market. And, right. and and then maybe we because Dragic just came out, he's probably going to be bought out, and then Clippers are a team that's interested. So I think they're going to focus on that for the backup point guard. Um, but yeah, the Norman Powell Roko trade, I think I definitely like better just because it's True. like Clippers seem to be the clear winner, whereas a lot of people think the Bucks are the winner with Ibaka. So that one's more of just kind of an average trade, whereas the Norman Powell Robert Covington trade, that's just that that feels like a huge huge win for the Clippers. Yeah. No, undeniably. Um, you know, when Serge was moved, I thought it was the precursor to another move. It just yeah, same, felt that same. way, right? Yeah, because they cleared up some cash. I thought, okay, mm-hmm. you know, they've got some spots available. Now they're going to do something else. And I can't help but think that they wanted to. We know that the Clippers historically, mm-hmm. uh, this franchise recently, they, they keep stuff close to the vest. You can't trust any rumor that says yep. anything about the Clippers, but it sure smelled like that. It smelled like they wanted something else and maybe they just couldn't make it happen. Is that what you thought too? Yeah. I feel like our front office usually like if, if they're not going to win the trade, they're not going to just take a risk with it. Like they're going to be really certain about the trade. So if they're, if they don't make a move, then clearly they didn't feel a trade was worth it or worth the risk that, that it was going to be. But I did also think that something else was coming because it happened earlier in yeah. the trade deadline day. Like it happened right. like, 8 a.m., 9 a.m. or something. So I was like, oh, they still got some hours to, to work something, but nothing ended up happening. But I think the buyout market, I do I do think we'll, we'll make a move with the buyout market maybe. Yeah, I think Dragic is a great fit, obviously, but I, I know that he's been tied to uh, to uh, the Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks yeah. are interested in yeah. him as well. There's going to be a lot of teams. I mean, that's a great player. Uh, you still got totally. some left in the tank, you know, um, so that's going to be tough. Um, outstanding. Let me um, – we got a little bit of time. I, I, I want to ask you this. Um, because I'm curious. I started covering the Clippers uh, when uh, before Blake Griffin was drafted. Uh, Bleach Report back then uh, had team play, team pages. They let you pick who you wanted to cover. So I became oh, a feature cool. columnist for the Clippers. Yeah, BR was awesome. Uh, That's great. 15 years ago. Uh, they're not uh, – they're, they're good. <laughs> not awesome. I shouldn't yeah. say anymore. Yeah. Um, no, I know what you mean. I had a great time at BR. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but back then the Clippers – we're not a good basketball team. They weren't a good franchise. They had horrible uh, ownership, horrible executive team. They, they made bad mistakes, uh, trades, drafts, everything you can imagine. Today, they're not that. And what is exciting to me, having watched that transition, is to see people now come up and all they know are the Clippers as an elite franchise. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, I love that. And so I, I'm curious, people that don't know about Clippers and the history they always think of the Clippers as, you know, living in the shadow of Los Angeles Lakers. Um, and, and I mean, you know, 17 championships is going to do that, but I, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, guess your age or anything like that, but I'm <laughs> assuming you are younger than me. I'm 21 you, years old. 21 there you go. As of a few weeks ago. So C- Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. Related. So I, what, what I, I'm just you know, for me, when I think of the Clippers, I, I always revert back to what they were. And, and I and I and I do that appreciate appreciating how far they've come. When you do that and you look at the Lakers, do you look at the Lakers as just another basketball team? Or is there some kind of, you know, because I, you know, I follow you on Twitter and I know that you comment some about the Lakers and most Clipper <laughs> fans do. So what is that relationship like with L.A. Ooh. sharing staples? 
for you? Oh, man, it's tough because, yeah, like you said, like growing up, you know, most people choose to be Laker fans. So when I was that I was that kid playing basketball, you know, with my friends at recess and everyone's Laker fans. I'm like the one Clipper fan there. And so <laughs> Laker fans always were like, why are you a Clipper fan? And they, you know, they'd get on you. They'd roast the Clippers right. for not having championships and all that stuff. So I feel like it started young, you know, as kids, we kind of, you know, we just like to roast, we like to roast each other. So Laker fans started to, you know, get on the Clippers. So then the Clipper fans, we'd start to get on the Laker fans and it just kind of, it kind of sticks that way. But yeah, I, I try. I feel like it was during when the Clippers got uh, Kawhi and PG and the Lakers got Anthony Davis, like that year, that was like a war zone. That yeah. was really when it just skyrocketed. Because before that, I would I would watch Lakers and Clippers games, and I wouldn't really like care if the Lakers won or lost. That would even be yeah. him. Because I, I was always a big LeBron fan. So when he came to the Lakers, I was like, oh, I like LeBron, but I don't really want the Lakers to win. So it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think when Kawhi and PG and then AD went to the Lakers that same year, that really skyrocketed it to like another level. You know, it's funny because for a long time, the, the Lakers were better than the Clippers, no doubt. Over the last yeah. 10 years, the Clippers have been better than the Lakers. And I yep. don't care. You could argue that all you want. It's scoreboard. The Clippers have been better than the <laughs> Lakers. The Lakers have not won a season series for 10 years. Scoreboard. That's it. The Clippers have been better. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It, it's never been competitive. Over the last couple of years, it's been pretty competitive. What I'm waiting for is a playoff matchup between these two teams. I think that's or a play be in, epic. a play in matchup. Right. I've heard. I heard that coming up a little bit. I think bit. it oh. could happen. I think it's. Gonna it could. Happen. It could. Which is a great yep. segue. I was gonna. I was gonna leave you with this, uh, or at least certainly mm-hmm. this was one question I was gonna ask you. What do you think the Clippers' ceiling is now? Uh, and let's assume no Kawhi this season. Okay. Uh, you know, it could happen. Let's assume no PG, although I think PG will come back. Let's just start without those two guys. The, the team is constructed right now. Are they a okay. play-in team, or, or or do you think they make it to the playoffs and, and avoid the play-in? What do you think? Uh, I think it's looking like it's pretty set that we're going to be a play-in team. You know, we're kind of nearing towards that end of the year. It's it's like it's creeping up on us, and it would be to like we would have to go on a crazy run. To, to really get into that uh, that sixth seed. So I think play-in, I don't think we're going to drop out of the play-in because that's also, like, we would have to lose, like, every single game. So right. I think we're just going to be in that play-in mix. You know, hopefully we can get, like, a seventh, eighth seed uh, and be in the play-in tournament. And then as far as the ceiling, I think we could definitely make the playoffs and win a play-in because, like we said about the play-in, like, it's not a playoff series. We don't have to win a series without Kawhi and PG. It's one, you just got to win one game. Right, and I'm putting my trust in Ty Lue, even without Kawhi and PG. Ty Lue in one game, oh, that's gonna be fun. If it's against the Lakers too, at the Crypt, oh, that'll be really, really fun. So I do All think right. we can win a playing game and get into that play playoffs. All right, I'm putting you on the spot then. Um, playing <laughs> uh, Clippers at, at at eight, they match up against the Lakers um, in, in in the one game, one and done game. Obviously, it's 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 a home game for both of them uh, at the crypt. Um, who wins the game? Who advances? Oh, the Clippers! Come on now. Of course, I'm rolling with the Clippers. Yeah, I you, you brought it up. <laughs> Ty Lue, number one. The Clippers history number two. And of course, you know Laker fans. And I'll put on my Laker hat for a minute. I'll do it. They'll say, listen, you're not going to beat LeBron in a one-and-done game. You're not going to do it. Yeah, um, it'll be close. 
But yeah, wouldn't that, I mean, that would just turn LA on its heel, man. I, I would love oh, that. Yeah. I, I really want to play off, you know, I, I want a series. I want to see four games. I want somebody to, 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 to come out of that a winner, right? A one and done, you're still going to get a lot of people, you know, just poo-pooing the win, even if the Clippers you know, were to win. Exactly. You know, you, you got to have a real playoff uh, a tournament, or a real playoff matchup, a series between these two teams. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I I can't get away from the, the LA versus LA matchup. To me, it's just so intriguing. Um, it is. It really is. I, I'm excited about uh, into it. Um, I'm excited about um, you oh, know, the yeah. next few years. Um, let me leave you with this, and, and forgive me for asking you a Lakers question. I look at the Clippers in two years, and I see Kawhi, Paul George, Norman Powell. That's a phenomenal core. I look at the Lakers in three years. I don't know. I mean, LeBron is done. I mm. think AD, that would probably be right around his last season. Um, and, and, and I look at the Lakers, and I, I look at a team that's really handcuffed, right, because they've got all of mm-hmm. this money uh, into these three players. They can't make a lot of moves. When LeBron does go, assuming he goes wherever Bronny, you know, gets drafted, assuming Bronny gets drafted, who knows where LeBron's going to end up. Um, and then you're building around AD. Um where do you see, and I know I'm asking a Clipper fan, um, but where no do you see the future of the Los Angeles Lakers, um, you know, when, when they get staples all to themselves? Do you think that this team has a plan outside of LeBron or or not? Yeah, I, I still try to look at the Lakers in like an unbiased way. Sometimes it's difficult being a Clipper fan, but I still try to like, okay, let's just be unbiased. Let's look at what they're doing. And, I mean, they are the Lakers, so you know they're going to be able to right. always make a move at free agents. They don't really have tons of draft picks coming up, so that's going to be tough to get young players. Of course, Austin Reeves looks good, yeah, but they're not they're not going to get a ton of young players, so it's going to be primarily through free agency. I think, yeah, like we said, LeBron possibly going to Bronny's team wherever he's drafted, and then yeah, AD. I mean, that's going to be a tough one. I wonder what he's going to do. That's a hard one to tell. And then Westbrook, I think you know they're probably going to try to trade him. You would think in the offseason, even though it's a tough contract to trade, but they're going to try. Yeah, I, I do think the Clippers will be in a, in a better spot. Yeah, like you said, Kawhi and PG locked up long-term. Even Norman Powell locked up long-term. Yep. And they're just showing that they're a legit – like the front offices ran really well, the organization. Right. They love the – people love the owner. Yep. People love Ty Lue now. I feel like they're they're going to want to come to the Clippers um, maybe even over the Lakers in a couple of years, especially to see, yeah. see where we're at compared to them. So, yeah, I think I'll take the Clippers over the Lakers in a few years, but – yeah, they are right. the Lakers, so free agents are going to come. I think that's going to be their their primary way. Instead of the draft, they're just going to try to get the stars in, in free agency. Right. Yeah, it's been the MO, um, and, and it's worked mm-hmm. pretty well pretty well for them. Uh, it's exciting to me, though, to see these two franchises that were just so polar opposites. You know, now, you know, for a while, right, and I'm talking on court, they were pretty even. But then, and you you said this, right? when you look at the totality of the franchise, I'm talking, uh, you know, the players, the coaches, the front office, the ownership, yeah. everything, the Clippers are, are better. Um, and, and I think anybody who you know, doesn't look at it with, uh, you know, um, uh, purple and gold sunglasses uh, <laughs> can see that uh, the Clippers right now you know, are, are a better franchise uh, and they, you know, the future looks brighter. Uh, but we'll see, man. You, you, you never know. The Lakers are the Lakers, and you never know what's gonna what's gonna happen to them. Always great 
to take clip to talk Clippers basketball. Um, I'm excited for this trade. I'm excited to see what the Clippers do this season. I let me leave you with this, and 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 then we'll we'll finish up, and uh, we're gonna talk New Orleans Pelicans next, which is pretty exciting. Um, and I think you alluded to this too. This trade was really more about next season than it was necessarily about this season, right? Because again, when you, the team right now is good, but I think their ceiling is a play-in. Like you said, and I wouldn't disagree with you. They're four games back of the uh, the sixth seed, so it, possible, but maybe not probable. Do you think this trade was made with an eye towards the Intuit Dome, with an eye towards that phenomenal big three of Kawhi, PG, and Norman Powell? Yeah, I would say it's definitely a next year trade. I feel like the Clippers are accepting that it's gonna be gonna be tough to really get you know Kawhi and PG back, and then also getting some runs in to get them back into game shape like right by the end of this year and just be ready to be championship contenders like that's just not uh, a reasonable thing to ask of them but yeah I think it definitely will be for next year and they didn't want to just get a really great player but whose contract ends in this summer and then they have no idea what's going to happen so they definitely were looking at players and and apparently um apparently Portland even called the Clippers where the Clippers didn't really have to go aggressive after Portland for it but it was more Portland calling the Clippers and, and trying to offer this. So Clippers were like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll happily take Norman Powell <laughs> off your hands. Can you imagine taking that call? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. That's no problem. I'm sure that happened with the Zubots trade, too. Magic Johnson, when, when he was the GM, they just called him. And the Clippers were like, oh, we'll absolutely take that. From Mascala. I'll, I'll never forget. And I'll never forget Magic saying, what, you know, because, you know, Zubats didn't have a great playoffs that, that season. I think he went yeah. five and five. And Magic said, see, like that justified his trade. Oh, man. I um, remember that. <laughs> yeah. No, Not Zub- like we were playing Zub- the Golden State Warriors dynasty team or anything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, man. Great. Uh, fun. I, I feel like I know you because, you know, I do follow yeah, you, true. but it's the first time we've ever talked, uh, first time I've ever seen you. So I really appreciate you taking mm-hmm. the time. Absolutely follow Jack at Jack Clippers. Uh, we're going to end our uh, show, uh, our, our cross country uh, show, talking to New Orleans Pelicans uh, correspondent next. Jack, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It was great. I appreciate it. I'll see you soon. All right. Voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket.